Hey, what's happening? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. This is evening of November 30th, 2020. It's a Monday. And holy friggin' moly, when they were talking about rain, it fucking came down in sheets today. Flooding, north winds blow, south winds blow, thunder, lightning, smog, frickin' shit down in the road. Oh my god. I'm sure that the damn shelves and lows are bare of uh, sump pumps. You know, I said earlier today that I, I love the rain. I do. I, I sleep to it. Put on a friggin' YouTube page. Ten hours of, or hopefully eight to ten hours of torrential rains. I don't want any thunder. I don't want anything to break the white noise. I love that frequency. So I love the rain, but holy friggin' moly, it was like dangerous today. Lights flickering on and off. People coming in, reporting fences in the road and all kinds of debris and tornado warnings and shit. Jesus Christ almighty. But it seems to have cessated now. It stopped. A little sprinkle maybe. Okay, so I got some topics I want to discuss uh, on the way home. My goal is to knock this out in 15, 20 minutes. Not have to drive around the block five times while I'm rambling on. Make it short and sweet. You understand what I'm saying? So, firstly is um, football. A little, another an ongoing study and observation in uh, teenage years. A teenage angst. My son's a good boy, but he talks shit when he's watching football. It's an American pastime. Armchair athletics. You know, he's talking about oh, Tom Brady, he's such a freaking, he's the worst quarterback in the whole league. Plays at Cal- the uh, Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. And, um, you know, he, they were getting smoked early on the first half. And the next thing you know, they start, he starts being Tom Brady again. He's coming back. So I'm just going to say that look at the fucking grit of this guy. Tom Brady's 42, 43 years old, something like that. A couple years younger than myself. And he's running around there throwing uh, pat, touchdown passes with the best of them. He's precise. He's mobile. He's resilient. He's Tom Brady. This guy starts from nothing. From friggin', he's going back to zero. It's like being a, uh, a restaurateur. Getting to the point where you put your friggin' hard work in and now you're just you own restaurants and you, you you hire people to manage them and you just fucking sit back and watch the money roll in and, and put your time devote your time to innovative dishes and new concepts and ways to serve people better and make more money and obviously that industry is getting their ass kicked right now. But you know what I'm saying and then and then after you are Steven Starr, let's say, he's a famous restaurateur, at least in the in the tri-state area. Then you go back, you say, fuck it, I'm going to go work in the kitchen again. I'm going to be a dishwasher. I'm going to start from the ground up. Tom, Tom Brady's not necessarily doing that. I mean, he's got some major assets down there in Tampa Bay as they rebuild, rebuild the team. But this fucking guy doesn't need to be throwing a ball anymore. He wants to. 
He loves it. He's passionate. He loves the competition. That is an awesome thing. And I, I admonished my son for um, having an overwhelmingly losing season himself. Not beating up on the kid. But I'm like, listen, bro. Be a little bit you, uh, fucking. Have a little humility. Have a little humility. And, and think of it a different way. Think about Tom Brady starting at friggin' first base again. He's just fucking he's a rookie again, basically. Losing to all these teams that are, uh, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, a kick-ass Super Bowl winning team with a quarterback who's about as good as Tom Brady, maybe better perhaps, and 20 years younger. So that's my first observation. The second observation is this. People are saying, well, yeah, we had a pretty good Thanksgiving, considering, you know, these times. And some people are, like, playing it down, like, yeah, it was all right. Well, obviously, it's not going to be what you remember. It's not going to be what you remember, um... From years past where there's dozens of people uh, carrying on around the house and playing games and drinking and hugging and kissing and all that merriment is, is on the back burner right now because we're in a pandemic. And I know that sucks and it's it's almost like the, uh, the 500 pound gorilla in the corner, right? We have to acknowledge it. But to acknowledge it is to give it power so people don't really want to talk about the impact of the pandemic on their holidays. But it's happened, and we had holidays that were a little bit subdued. That's fine. I think it's fine. I had a great holiday and a great four-day weekend, as I mentioned earlier. Did a lot of carving, did a lot of hanging out, just being with my family, not being on some crazy pace that's unsustainable that we all do our best to to maintain, and it fucks us up, makes us chronically stressed and worried about shit and trying to keep up, trying to make the donuts crap, coming home at 8 o'clock at night shit, I mean, again, I love what I do, but it, it fucks you, it fucks with you, man, it fucks you up, a nice break every once in a while is awesome, and this is a substantial one, also, I'm not sure I shared this with you guys yet. My wife was, uh, movie night was my choice this Saturday, so we watched um, Trains, Planes, and Autos. About a guy's trying to make it home from business trips in time for Thanksgiving. So perfect movie for Thanksgiving. It's funny. It's all these hijinks that occur. My wife is like, well, all all these unfortunate happenings and not again. Now the car's on fire. Now they got pulled over. Now they got to take a, a plane tickets fucked up. And the guy's, he lost his briefcase. And now he's friggin' sleeping in. The course's bed is, is wet with beer that the other fat guy spilled. It's like, you know, she was complaining about it. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. And I understand what she's talking about. But um, think about every holiday movie. From It's a Wonderful Life to Scrooge to fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks. There's always some drama. 
the fact of the matter is there's always some obstacle that needs to be overcome. This is the storyline. This is the hero's journey. You know, the obstacles, the situations that we're in, they make us or break us. And so here are these guys, and, 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 and as they try to put up their Christmas lights or they try to get home for the holidays, uh, they have all these fucking occurrences and, and it sucks and they doubt that they're going to make it home and then just in time they make it. Or during Elf, Santa requires our belief in order for his sleigh to really take off and deliver all these goods. And so everybody starts singing and starts believing and, and happy ending. You know, we could all, we all hope for a happy ending. We all literally hope for that because we know it's possible because it's happened before. So I disagree with my wife, whom I love. Uh, you know, sometimes the movie isn't for you or the concept is it's too much and he's like, all right, fuck this. I understand. This is a classic movie and a classic concept that you can find in every movie. It's a wonderful life. Fucking savings and loan in town. You know, guys come back from war. Savings and loans all fucked up. People are trying to pull their dollars out. Uh, the Great Depression. Oh, woe is me. Ain't got a nickel to my name. The girl. You know, but there's this, there's love. You know, and there's family and there's celebrations and people that believe in you and care for you. And so there's always that silver lining. There's always the chance that Santa is going to make it um, <clears throat> on his journey, impossible journey, you know, riddled with all kinds of obstacles, sliding down fucking chimneys and uh, getting chased by dogs and uh, crashing in his sleigh, all that stuff. Think about any of these stories, um, cinematic portrayals of the holidays. Here's the reality. The perfect holiday is just an ideal. It's something that we might hope for. It's something that we might um, literally hope for and prepare for. Let's get the lights just so. Well, we got to do this. This is how Grandpa always did it. And hey, we got to, you know, uh, read Twas the Night Before Christmas. We got to watch whatever fucking show. We got to watch 24 hours of a Christmas story. Can't wait for it. And then you watch it for the third time, you know, fragment, watch it in fragments across the day, and you're like, oh, God, not this shit again. Like, I'm over it after an hour or two, or a day at least. You know what I'm saying. And so, unfortunately, we are in a relatively unprecedented in recent times um, situation with the coronavirus. And so, guaranteed things are going to get better. And then in the future, we'll be able to say, you know what, that really sucked. And that was a dark time in America. But, you know, dark times have come before. And then there was the light. Okay, so this is peaks and valleys of life. This is the way it goes. Good days, bad days, ups and down, bumps in the road, and four-day weekends that we all remember so fondly and just having no commitments you know we have to try to find the joy in things we really have to try to find the joy in things and and so I think I say that the pandemic is going to offer us perspective 
the pandemic and the uh, controversies or around the election and the characters in our society and the people that are uh, mask debaters and um, people that are angry and, and the ugly Americanism that's out there right now, the misinformation. I have a feeling, I mean, we can only, it, it could get worse, certainly, but at some point it's going to get better. And we're all going to look back and be like, shit, that really sucked. You know, 250 you know, people, in 1,000 people and counting died as a result of this, this pandemic. And some people said that it was bullshit. And boy, were they wrong. And, you know, there's a, it's, this is the way life is. Now, there are days that I'll have where I'll be like, I'll feel de- defeated and like, what the fuck, you can't win sort of thing. And we all have days like that. But we all have had awesome days, too. And we all have wonderful, beautiful, caring people in our lives that give us everything to live for. They don't have to be family. They could be friends. They could be somebody that that you spend a little bit of time with or that you see at work or in your dealings elsewhere, you know. It could be you. You could be, you know, I've made a, a, a genuine effort to try to uh, bring some joy into somebody's life or be uh, be part of the, the light, be part of the good in this world. We all have that choice every day. You know, I had a guy... Um, I had a guy that I mentioned in a previous podcast, tree guy, tree, uh, he runs a tree business, a great guy, and I know his family, and they're good people, and I don't know him very well, but I know his wife pretty well, she was a boot camper, but Busso, Busso Tree and Landscaping, so this guy, I asked him, hey, think of me, please, have you run across any pine, he dropped a freaking big hulking tree trunk at you know, sections of that in my yard, and like, wow, you know, I carved it into a beautiful bear this weekend, I'm going to carve it into more things, and so I thanked him, and I'm going to make him something special, I want him to know that uh, for his kindness and going out his way for me, I'm going to go out of my way for him, one hand washes the other. A lot of great people I know. A lot of great people. And sometimes, you know, some, some people pay, are paying the ass. We talked about this. But you still are kind to them. Sometimes you can, can you, you, you deal with anybody on a regular basis here? Like, oh, God. You know, I, 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 you feel yourself inside like, oh, my God, I, I can't take, I can't take this again. Like, why are you laying this on me or why are you? Why are you doing me like this? Dumping on you about shit. We all do that to each other. We dump on one another. Um, but to tolerate it when it's worthwhile, when the person is worth the struggle, worth your time, and that the, you know they're thankful for it, that's all you really want to know. And so you grin and bear it, and you do what you got to fucking do. And hope that people pay it forward. It's all we can. It's the fucking greatest idea whose time that has, has come or needs to come is 
we need to take care of one another. Everything's going to be okay as long as we educate ourselves and are kind to one another and have hope that we're going to get through this time. Some people certainly have it worse than others. So we need to be cognizant of that and and do our best to help. So, uh, segueing off of the, uh, I don't even know if that's the right part of speech, but talking about movies, holiday movies. Well, what about movies in general? We also watched Gone in 60 Seconds over the weekend and Nicolas Cage. I don't know when the last time I saw that movie was or if I ever watched it start to finish, but it was just fucking great. You know, Days of Thunder, uh, Braveheart, Speed, 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop. These are movies that color my past that, you know, we think about um, the cinema. We think about the movies that we've seen. Oh, you ever see that movie? It's amazing how many hundreds of these movies that we've seen have passed across our eyes into our mind and saved in a memory because of the story that they tell. So think of that storyline as we were discussing the holiday movies, if you want to think about that. Or you think about those movies that we watch. Oh, yeah, you ever see that movie? You ever see When Harry Met Sally? You ever see uh, the movie Teachers with Nick Nolte? Or how about Point Break? Or how about Citizen Kane? Or how about uh, Spaghetti Westerns? You think about these movies, and they all have those common threads of the hero's journey. They always have drama. They always have stuff going on that we need to overcome, obstacles and villains, and we hope the good guy or gal wins, and we hope that uh, people fall in love and and do kind things to one another. I mean, and, and make people laugh and find the humor in not just the movie, but in ourselves. If you look at the psychological processes at work here, when you think about these movies, you know, um, The Nutty Professor, um, On the Waterfront with Marlon Brando, Apocalypse Now, I mean, there's a disparate um, distribution of movies that I've watched, that I can recall. They're saved, they're pieces of them at least, they're saved in my mind. Things that I saw and what qualities, what the the responses evoked from me. Like, oh my God, that movie is so great. Trading Places, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, um, unbelievable movie. I could name, I could, The Big Lebowski, we're talking about that. Three people, myself, my uh, right hand, Emily, at the office, and uh, a patient, friend Rich, we're talking about old movies and how awesome they were and, 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 oh, like, I never saw that movie. Well, how about this one? And we're talking about them with such a, such enthusiasm. Really think about it because, uh, you know, I think sometimes we, we, what about the movie Dragnet with Tom, Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd? These are slapstick, crazy, silly movies and you can get into TV shows like The A-Team and, Uh, MacGyver and One Day at a Time, Give Me a Break, uh, Family Ties, all these these series, incredible movies. 
and, and, and entertainment. And we kind of, the, the movie industry has kind of been given a black eye. It's, it's, um, it's been very prominent in our society, of course, very successful. And these people are rich and famous and everybody wants to be them. And so now there's kind of a revolt where a segment of our society, or perhaps all of us, resent these people a little bit when they speak out and they act like they've, they've got it all figured out. You know, that's like the, the joke. Like, oh, look at what Tom Hanks says so, or uh, Gary Busey, this is his opinion, or... Um, Melissa Etheridge, whoever. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston thinks this, or she's in this commercial, and she's talking about this value. Like, shut up, Jennifer Aniston. Just look pretty and make us laugh. People say stuff like that, which I understand their point. But on another, um, on another note, they really they make us laugh. They amuse us. They make us, they entertain us, they make us think. Um, you think about all of these shows and the perspective they offer and how really they shine the light on us. Like, you know, I know somebody like that. Cheers, oh, I know that uh, a postal worker who's like that guy. Uh, he reminds me of such and such. Or look at this guy, uh, Sam. He's a bartender. He used to be a, you know, thinks he's a... Major League Baseball pitcher, but he's washed up and he's just pouring beers now. Like everybody's got, we know people like this, and that's what, that's what, the beauty of it is. And so, regarding the holiday films, and um, think about that. Well, I think it all, you know, it's not like that a movie was good or a Wonderful Life. Why do we watch that? Because we love. A, an underdog story. We love people that are believing and against the odds. They're pushing onward and they're coming home with a win and they're helping other people. And hey, what the hell is that movie with Laurel and Hardy? Laurel and Hardy, and they're in Candyland, and they've got the guy gets imprisoned, and they put him in the um, in the gallows. They're gonna kill him or Bogey Land. Remember that with Barnaby? He was a bad guy. I'm trying to think of the name of that movie. Black and white, shit like that. You know, we, there's all the same usual characters, the gullible nice guys who you know. Are, trying to do the right thing, but they don't even know they're doing the right thing, and the evil bad guy, Barnaby, and the girl that we're trying to, you know, the hero, and the and the, uh, the couple that fall in love, and all these different paradigms that we're trying to uh, represent in this entertainment, and so it's all a big show, life is a big show, and when we are amused or interested in a particular film or type of entertainment, it exposes it. It gives us an appreciation for our humanity. I think that is actually really neat. 
And obviously it's on my mind. All right, I got to go eat fucking dinner. It's after 8 p.m. Love and respect. 25-minute conversation. <clears throat> I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Let's kick this week in the ass. Huh! <laughs>